What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Adoname Podcast, where we watch anime with the redemptive eyes of a Christian believer. My name is Manny, and today we're going to be doing a reaction episode for the brand new anime called Shangri-La Frontier. So for those of you who are new to the podcast and this type of episode, I'm going to be going over the first episode of the new brand new anime that just came out. In this case, we're going to be doing the episode on Shangri-La Frontier, and I'm going to be sharing my thoughts if I think that there are Christian values that we can take from this or potential Christian values that we can learn from this. And also if there are any negatives, any bad any bad things in this anime that we should probably stay away from or it's looking like it's headed in the wrong direction for us Christian believers to actually enjoy and watch with a clean conscience. So in this case, we're going to be talking about Shangri-La Frontier. And this anime falls under the categories of action, adventure, fantasy, shonen, and video game. So I'm going to share the synopsis real quick. And it goes like this. Second year high school student Rakuro Hitsutome is interested in one thing only, finding crappy games and beating the crap out of them. His gaming skills are second to none, and no game is too bad for him to enjoy. So when he's introduced to the new VR game Shangri-La Frontier, he does what he does best, min maxes and skips the prologue to jump straight into the action. But can even an expert gamer like Rokuro discover all the secrets that Shangri-La Frontier hides? So this anime is actually rated PG-13, so, so far, I would say that it's a pretty fair rating. It does have a bit of cursing in it. And though for now, it doesn't have anything sexual about it. There's no fan service. There's no cleavage or nothing like that. Uh, no sexual jokes or anything like that. So for now, obviously. But it is a bit heavy on the violence. But I mean, in this case, it's towards enemies and in a video game setting so i mean it's not that crazy so the episode starts out starts out with the defeat of a demon king by a guy named sunraku with a woman next to him named faeria and faeria looks like uh, some type of princess and she's witnessing or she has witnessed the battle so the scene starts out at just the end of the battle. And as she's congratulating him and saying that he, he defeated the Demon King and he's wonderful, all this stuff, he comes out of nowhere and drop kicks her in the face, saying she's the real Demon Lord. And the scene goes black and he literally starts to beat her up and tell her all these nasty things. That scene was a... Uh, a little over the top, <laughs> very surprising, did not expect it. I'll give them that. They definitely took me for a loop there. So what proceeds after this exact scene, there's a screen, there's a screen that pops up saying, Faedia Chronicle Online, the end. Thanks for playing. So basically, it was showing that the whole scene was part of a game. Obviously, maybe not the greatest thing to laugh at, but at least in this case, it was just in a video game, but still kind of cruel to even consider doing something like that. But let's continue. 
It turns out that the the person playing this game was the main character, and his name is Rakuro Hitsumote, who apparently is a VR game freak, and he was playing that game because he's seeking out trash games to play. They actually have a nickname for him, and they call him the Trash Game Hunter. So as the anime is introducing the character, it then goes into the intro song. So the intro song plays, and I'm not going to lie. Musically, it's a straight banger. Like, you hear this song, and oh my gosh, it's it's really hard not to enjoy it. It's, it's a little bit on the rock side. For those that are not a big fan of rock, this one's, this one's pretty rock. But it's hard not to bop your head to. And the visuals of the intro look spectacular, too. And it made me, it actually made me really excited for this anime. But, you know, as Christians, we have to be careful because we could be enjoying the beat and the music and the instruments. But the lyrics of the song could be saying something completely way off, something way left. So we need to be careful with that. And somewhere in the near future, I'll do a lyric breakdown for this anime songs, the intro and the outro songs. So that way we can analyze the lyrics and whether it's a good song for us to listen to or not. But and I wanted I would have liked to do that in this episode, but but I thought it would be too much for, for a reaction episode. So I'll cover that in a future episode on a lyric breakdown. So let's continue. So we see Hitsumote getting ready to head out of the house for school. And when he gets to school, we see there's a student girl that is rehearsing to herself and pretending to have a conversation. She's basically rehearsing to talk to Hitsumote. But then when she goes to try to talk to him, as soon as she opens her mouth, there's one of Hitsumote's friends that comes and completely interrupts her attempt to talk to him and it seems like he's unfazed whatever he doesn't see her he doesn't notice her so it seems like this girl has a crush on Hitsumote and just wants to and really wants to get to know him so it goes on to the next scene and it's later on that day at a what it looks it looks like it's a video game shop and we get introduced to Mana Iwamaki who is the owner of the video game shop that's called Rock Roll. And Ray Saiga, we get introduced to Ray Saiga. And this is actually the girl who was trying to have a conversation with Hitsumote. So she walks in and they greet each other. And Mana already, already knows her, obviously. Uh, but she already knows the reason why Ray has gone to to the video game shop and is to look for Hitsumote. And she gets all shy, she gets all blush blush and and she gets all nervous talking about him. It's not like that, blah blah blah. But very obvious this girl has a crush on Hitsumote. So they end up talking about Hitsumote and Mana is explaining to her to Ray that she hasn't seen Hitsumote in a while. He hasn't been there in a while. Since he's been playing Faeria Chronicle Online, which we know at this point he's already finished. So we're expecting him to show up probably any moment. And just as they're conversing, just as we expected, Hitsumote walks in looking for some more trash games. 
And funny enough, immediately Ray disappears. So now Hitsumote uh, apparently has a decent friendship with Mana. And he shares to her how he beat the game. And during this conversation, he starts expressing his anger towards Faeria, which was the princess in that he that he drop kicked in the game. And as he's explaining Faeria and how she is, he flips the bird at Faeria, which kind of surprised me. And I was like, whoa, okay, all right, they did that. And obviously, we need to be clear that that's not a behavior that we should ever imitate as children of God, since it's a sign of cursing. So I just had to put that out there. But let's continue. So he continues on. He he vents for a while. And from a distance, while they're talking, you can see in the shop, we see Ray infatuated with Hitsumote and just loves hearing him talk about about him about his games and, and all that. And then Mana recommends him a good game to play instead, since he is a big fanatic on trash games. So she's like, why don't you play this good game instead? It's called Shangri-La Frontier. And that's where we get the name of the anime. So he's like, oh, okay, you know, um, I guess I'll give it a try. And he decides to buy the game. And he goes home, puts on his VR thing, and puts the game in, and he turns it on. So is the it starts off with the prologue, which we know from the synopsis. He immediately skips the prologue, doesn't really care about the story. He just cares about game experience. And now he starts to set up his character the way that he wants. That's what we see in the from the poster of the anime. We see a guy with shorts. Or almost look like jean shorts, almost. And a blue bird head mask. That's how he decides to customize his character. And he names his character the same the same name that he uses for all his games, which is Sunraku. So as soon as he finishes the customization, the game starts. And he finds himself in a forest where he starts getting a feel for the game, the movements... And then he starts encountering a couple of enemies. So he starts testing the combat mechanics. And honestly, this is this right here, this moment right here. This is where I start getting excited. Because once he starts testing out the combat, I'm like, whoa. There, <laughs> the animation here, it looks super nice. It looks super cool. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I really want to see some real fights. Like, this has some real promise and potential for some great-looking fights for later episodes. So I'm actually really excited about that. And honestly, I also really enjoy how they show the game as an RPG game. So for me, like, I'm a, like I'm a fan of final, like games like Final Fantasy, Fire Emblem, like those types of games like RPGs, and you level up, and you get weapons, and you learn new skills... And you have friendships and relationships with, with people. And you grow in those relationships. You grow in, in friendships. And you grow in bonds and all this stuff. Those types of games I really love. That's my favorite type of game. So for me personally, that grabbed my attention automatically. It almost reminded me of Sword Art Online 
Uh, and sort and for those of you who don't know, Sword Art Online was actually the first anime that got me into anime a couple years back. So yeah, so Hitsumote, or at least his video game character, Sunraku. Sunraku spends a good amount of time fighting enemies, fighting goblins, there's rabbits. He's trying to get the rabbit's uh, weapon, which is a knife, and he starts to figure out how to defeat the enemies and, and, and all this stuff. He starts to unlock more weapons and, and starts leveling up. I think he leveled up, up to 40-something levels. And by that point, it had been two and a half hours. So he spent two and a half hours just staying in the middle of the forest. And him being in the middle of the forest, his objective was supposed to be to go to a village. But because he spent so much time there um, leveling up, whatever, he ends up saying, oh, I'm going to go to the other village because I'm closer to that one. So in his decision to, to, to do this, he has to cross a bridge to make it to the village. And when he gets to the bridge, he finds a snake boss, which obviously he has to defeat to be able to cross the bridge. And at this point, the outro song starts playing. And I got to say, the outro song sounds really good too. I wasn't able to the, really pay good amount of attention to it because they were playing the outro song while the anime scene was still going on. But from what I heard, it sounded really good and I can't wait to cover it in the future lyric breakdown episode so yeah so so sonraku analyzes his opponent and he's like all right i'm gonna go at it head head on and uh, he jumps he, he does this big jump and he's about to strike and then boom the credits roll and after the credits roll voila a post credit scene so when that showed up that was kind of cool though it was kind of short it was like six seconds long <laughs> But the the post credit scene basically showed a big armored person or a creature. Honestly, we don't know what's inside the armor because all you it's literally a person. It looks like a person covered full in armor, head to toe. You cannot see anything else, just armor. And this armored person or creature is standing at the entrance of a village. We don't know specifically which village. But we know that he's getting, or he or she, or it, is getting a lot of attention from, from bystanders. So there's people walking by and they're looking at him weird. So it's very obvious he does not fit in there. That's not normal. So yeah, and then that scene ends. And then I'm like, oh, that was pretty short. And then, boom, another scene comes up. And this one is actually a really silly scene. So I don't know if... If some of you guys have seen Demon Slayer, for the most part, they have post-credit scenes. And the post-credit scenes are a little bit cartoony, a little on the cartoony side. And they're just really silly. And they just start saying really silly stuff. There's like a silly song playing in the background. Not silly, but more like a, a good mood type of uh, song. This is like that. This post-credit scene is called SLF which stands for Shangri-La Frontier, Mini Theater. So that's what they're calling this, this segment. So in this scene, we see cartoon versions of Sunraku introducing the segment. And then after he introduces the segment, Ray shows up out of nowhere. And she's like, oh, I'm going to show you guys the prologue of Shangri-La Frontier, which Sunraku 
skipped earlier in the episode. So she shows us the whole prologue, and the prologue seemed decent, like a normal prologue. I don't know how much of a big impact it'll have on the later episodes, but we'll figure that out later on. So yeah, and then after that finishes, they actually so show a second SLF mini theater scene. And this one is basically showcasing how super annoying Faeria was in the game that Hitsumote was playing in the beginning. They just show the conversations that she was having, how annoying she was, how she was complaining, and this and that, and and how he just was completely furious with her and just super annoyed. And that's it. It's just like a little funny scene. So that's it. That's how the first episode ends. So my thoughts on this, I'll start with the positives from from this first episode. I have to say I'm really intrigued, mostly by the game that he's playing, because like I said, I personally love those types of games. And I'm curious as to how his adventure is going to unfold. And I really want to see the fights because it, it really looks promising. I'm also really curious about what will happen with Ray. If she ends up meeting him inside the game, which is my personal theory of what's going to happen. And also how playing this game will affect or change Hitsumote and his relationships with the people around him. I want to see more of Rei. And I really want to see more of Mana as well. And honestly, it'd be, it'd be really cool if Mana could get into the game too. Since, I mean, she's the owner of a video game shop so she obviously has interest in gaming uh, but she actually looks like she'd be a really good fighter because she has like this aura of confidence about her which i really like and it would be really cool if somehow the three of them find each other in the game and i think that might be what's gonna happen with no spoilers because i really don't know what's gonna happen but if the if i if we look at the posters of this anime it's showing three people it's showing sunraku and it's showing two girls one kind of taller she looks like super cool super edgy and then there's another one that's kind of shorter she has like a lighter aura about her and i feel like those two girls are both of them i feel like that's what's gonna happen and if that happens if they team up oh my gosh i feel like it's gonna be super cool and i'm just just thinking about it is making me super excited just to continue watching this anime. So, yeah, there's that. And, I mean, I'd also like to point out that even though we see the main character, I guess you could say half naked. The Though, I mean, you just see, like, his torso, uh, most of his legs, I guess. <laughs> and we have to mention that at, that in the first scene, he's basically in a Speedo, which I should have mentioned that earlier. But I don't see it as a big deal, but some people might. So if you do, it's okay. You don't, you know, it probably it probably rubbed you off, rubbed you the wrong way from the first scene. And that's fine. You know, it's up to you. I'll let I'll let you be the guard of your own heart and your your conscience. So uh, but other than that, there was no fan service whatsoever as of yet from the first episode. But as I always say on every episode, it's anime and we should always be careful. As for the negatives, there weren't any red flags really other than the flipping of the bird, which we could do without, honestly. 
But because this anime seems like it's for older teens, I wouldn't be surprised if they add a little bit more vulgar stuff to it. So I am kind of on my toes about that. There has been uh, a bit of cursing. It's not terrible cursing, but yeah, it's there. So be careful with that. And there's plenty of violence. That's the other thing. Uh, it is towards enemies so far. We could give it that at least, but we don't know how far they're going to take the violence. So, again, be on your toes with that as well. So, but other than that, there's not many bad things that I can say about this anime. We just have to be careful. Be careful with the future episodes. Be on your toes. Remember, it's something I try to always say. Listen to your conscience. You, we, we're, if we're going to be worshiping God and and... And living our lives for for Jesus in our entertainment, we have to we have to be wise. We have to know how to discern, and how to reject the bad, and how to learn from the good. And if there's an anime that is just you feel bad in, in your conscience, you you don't feel good about watching this anime. It has too much bad stuff. Don't watch it. Even if another Christian believer may watch it and they don't feel condemned about watching it whatsoever doesn't mean that you have to be that way every believer has a different conscience and that's how god is working in their own lives in their own hearts so because of that we have to be we have to be understanding with each other with our different consciences and we have to learn how to listen to the holy spirit that talks to us through our conscience so we have to be careful we have to be wise just a warning for those with anime, you have to be very careful. It's not for everyone. It's not for the weak of heart. So, so yeah, once the the season is over, I'll do a, a spoilerless flag review for this anime. And there we can discuss exactly how it turned out. If you're not sure you want to continue watching this anime, but you're curious about uh, what it ends up having, I will do an episode flagging it so basically saying green flag it has amazing christian values a bunch of christian values or you know yellow where it's in the middle or a red flag where it just has very little to no no christian values that we can learn from so we'll discuss exactly how it turned out and if it's a decent anime for us christians to watch so that's it that was our reaction to the anime shangri-la frontier for next time, I'm going to be continuing this series of reaction episodes. Uh, next week, I'm going to be covering another brand new anime that has come out, that has released. So be on the lookout for that. If there are any animes that you'd like me to cover that are brand new, let me know. You can reach us at, at Adonime Podcast on Instagram and just DM us. Send, send us a message. Let us know. Uh, what anime you like for me to cover and i'd be more than happy to cover it so so that's it i hope you guys enjoyed it and until next time god bless grace and peace thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Adonami podcast don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating you can also follow us on instagram at Adonami podcast until next time grace and peace <laughs>